Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 67 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt Olson. Over there we have the one and only Danny Oakstead. What's up? And in uh, in place for JB tonight, we have my cat Ajani. Ajani. Perfect. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> we we got we the got, clip. <laughs> we got him to speak. Which is surprising. Normally, it doesn't take that. It's not that kind of hard to make him, you know, meow or something just from a quick pet initially. Pretty sure we heard some purrs too. Yep. Typically. But anyways, uh, what's not, the show gonna hold? Okay. Well, we're we're really jumping the gun here, Danny. Uh, so uh, JB, he's doing uh boggly things. Uh, unknown what those boggly things are. He just being a hermit. Couldn't boggle his way over here. It's a long jaunt. <sighs> it is, and he has tiny legs. Both in real life and figuratively. Yep. I wonder if he'll listen to this episode now, since he wasn't on it. Probably not. Well, that means that we can just like completely make fun of him, and he will never know. Exactly. Let's talk about how this episode is going to get laid down. First off, going to pass it over to the Boggle Desk, which is vacant at the moment, uh, and JB didn't do his homework. So Imagine that. So we're just going to talk about some upcoming stuff and pass her right along from there. And then after that, going to talk about the news section and from the news, going to talk about the finance section and close off with the deck of the week. And then after that, y'all can go home. They're already home. We're making it a thing now. Stay home. Or because it's COVID. Yeah, you you stay home. We're like uh, digitally letting you go home. So let's just jump into it. But before... We do jump into it. We have to tell you about our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, mm-hmm. located in the West Acres Mall of Fargo, North Dakota. They have so many different magic products for you all. Commander Legends is out. They have boxes of Commander Legends and the collector boosters there. They also have broke a bunch of boxes and have the etched foils on all the Legends Sort it out for you just to like peruse through if you don't want to be buying a box or a booster pack and just want to strictly stick to buying the singles. They have that all organized and ready for you. Not only do they have magic cards, but they also have magic product like play mats and dice, and they also have card sleeves. And holders. And holders. Mm-hmm. Also, also, you remember those plushies that we were talking about a couple months ago? The, yeah, the Planeswalker ones? Yeah, the yeah. Garuk, the Ajani, the Chandra. Lily. Was it the Lily? Yep. They had Nicol Bolas. Yep, Nicol, well, yeah, because it was uh, Nicol, Nessa, Lily, Garrick. Yep, well, they don't have Nicol Bolas, but they got the others there. Okay. So if you're looking for those Planeswalker plushies, J-Dubs has those for you as well. But don't worry, if you don't live in the FM, the Fargo-Moorhead area, J-Dubs ships all across the United States. That they do. Contact, place your order. He'll send it right out to you. So if you're looking for that, J-Dubs will help you out there. Also, on the weekends, if you join the Discord, there are modern and legacy leagues that happen on the weekends. Or, Oversp- or, 
or if you're just looking for an EDH. Yes. Or people if you're are always looking to play. Yes. Always looking for EDH on the stuff on there. It's all it's all online through spell table. So uh, links in the description down for that below. And just to quickly touch on the uh, touch on it as well, J Dubs also helps you get your cards graded through back at MPSA. That they do. Hello, future Matt here. Uh, we forgot to plug in our giveaway that we're doing, our third week giveaway of December, sponsored by JDubs, is going on right now as you listen to this podcast. Uh, quick rundown, links in the description down below. I will talk about it more at the back end of this episode, so stick tuned to get more information. And week two winner, listen to the end and you will know if you are the winner. Back to the podcast. Ad read done. Move on to podcast. Sounds like a plan. Perfect. So at the Boggle Desk, we're going to talk about the modern challenge that just happened this last weekend. Here we have first place won by Hamunda. Hamuda. Hamuda. Playing... Colossus Hamburg combo has, you know, Memnites, Ornithopters, and then you have Sigarda's Aid, so you can attach a Colossus Hammer and just start beating wholesale butt. And there's also four Ink Moth Nexus to get that Infect damage in on a Colossus Hammer. Second place was won by Edel, who was playing a Rakdos deck. Rakdos discard. Season Pyromancer, Kroxa, two Hazrit the Fervents in this deck. This looks very spicy. Took second place. Third place, we had a uh, Rakdos Prowess deck. You know, your typical Monastery, Swift Spears, your Death Shadows, Bomat Couriers. Fourth place, we had a... Omneth deck. Four color, uh, four color control, two Omneth Locus of Creations, four Uro, Titans of Nature's Wrath. Fifth place was a Mono Red Prowess deck, which has your standard Monastery Swift Spears, Soul Scar Mages, Lava Darts, Lightning Bolts, all that fun jazz. Sixth place was another Omnath, four color snow deck. Seventh place, we had Mill making it up here. Nice. This is exciting. Miss Miracle Orbs, uh, Hedron Crab, Rune Crab. So this is the eight crab deck. Yeah. JB would be happy for that. And then finally, we had Oops All Spells in eighth place. So we're just going to quickly brush over that, and we're going to talk about some upcoming events. These are specific to Arena. We have the Kaladesh Remastered Premier Draft is ending this Friday, December 18th. And... On the 18th as well, FNM and Home will be Historic Popper on Arena. Make sure to enter in, make your Popper decks, uh, take a screenshot, send that to your LGS, the screenshot, and then you can get some codes and stuff to enter in. Mm-hmm. Get some free rewards, which is always good to have. Never argue with free. Nope. All you got to do is win two matches. Shouldn't be that difficult. Well, you don't even need to do that, really. You just say, hey, I played. That too. Screenshots, they're very reasonable. Exactly. J-Dubs does that. Join the Discord or follow them on Facebook. Yep. But from there, the Boggle Desk is done and over with. We pass it over to Danny to start off the news with 
Do we have any BNRs? We do not have any BNRs. Woo! We're doing a good job. No BNRs. Yep. Nothing needs to get wrecked yet. So I had an idea. We should actually have a our last podcast for the year, a rewind of all the bands from this year. We can totally do that. Because there's been, what, six times the bands this year alone than they have been in the last 20 years? Yeah, it's very significant. So many bands in standard and... Uh, Just bands in general yeah. for everything. We lost Flash this year and EDH. We lost... Um, I think Oko made it into... Yeah, Oko got... No, it's still in Legacy. Never mind. Oko is just yeah, fully he, banned and stuff before the 2020 started. Yeah. So anyway, moving along to Blog Talk of the Week. We have a couple this week. Um, first off, we'll go to uh, Satan's Lover. They asked. I'm sure a million people and their grandparents have asked. And I'm sorry for joining the fray if that's, that is the case. But how does one become a card designer for MTG? Mark replies back. Here's a short answer. Get us to notice you. The two easiest ways to do this is by doing well at a high-level tournament, tournaments, or by writing articles that demonstrate that you get that you get how magic works as a game. Another another uh, point: get an internship in R and D. Quotations: You need to be in college. Uh, another point is do well in a great designer search. Also, do good game design for another game and get us to notice you that way. These are the most likely ways of getting notified or noticed by Watsi or the higher ups there. Which we'll find out in a second of someone who has ascended that ladder to become Watsi uh, playtest material. And the second one that we have for today comes from E. E asked, uh, what do you consider to be a break that the rest of R&D doesn't? Mark replies back, in tra- I'm in charge of the col- Council of Colors. If the council declares something a break, it's a break. Other members of R&D can petition us to make a break, but it has to be approved by the council. That's how enchantment destruction in black happened, for instance. This is why you don't see enchantment hate in black. So if I understand this right, R&D petitioned the Council of Council of Colors to get enchantment removal in black yep. and it happened. Yes. Oh. Interesting. Moving along, if I can get to the right stuff. We got a notification from Star City Games posted a WPN expands in store play suspension. This was brought to you by Nick Miller on the eleventh. Wizards Play Network updated in-store play suspension policy expanding to Canada and Japan. The suspensions to the United States, LATAM, and European uh, Europe remain in place. Uh, Wizards of the Coast recommends store hosts remote events online through Magic Arena, Magic Online, or other options. A guide to running remote events was provided. They also increased the maximum entry fee for Arena and Magic Online tournaments to $25. The next WPN update will be made January 13th. So I guess we'll have to wait another month to see if we can go back in stores and play. It ain't happening until probably... Next summer. 
yeah, more of the vaccines get rolled out. But nobody was surprised. I wasn't surprised by Neither this. Neither was I. But it has happened. Yes, it has. It's been pushed back. Next up on the roster, we have an article from Magic.gg from Blake Rasmussen. The 2020-2021 season Magic Rivals League roster has changed. Today, it says, we announced we announced two changes to Magic Rivals League roster effective immediately for the 20 uh, for the 2020 and 2021 season. Due to her impending immigration to the United States and the associated work in ineligibility, Jess Estefan will be leaving the Magic Rivals. Estefan has been a strong competitor and the Rivals League will miss her. We wish her safe travels and welcome to the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, happier news, Emma Handy is leaving the Rivals League, but on good terms. She is joining Watsi on their play design team, which is honestly probably a step up from the Rivals League. Actually, probably like four steps up. So per uh, League Rules, rival members who leave the league midseason will not be replaced because both Handy and Aspen, is it? I'm pretty sure it's Stefan. Stefan? I think the E is silent. Oh my God. Yeah, now that you say that, Stefan. I think the E is silent, but uh, either way, we're sorry if we butchered your name. Please please correct us. <laughs> Get a hold of Matt on email and uh, we'll correct this next week. All right, because both Handy and Stefan had been playing, had played against some members of the league and not others, we will be voiding all league weekend match results against them and canceling their future events, our future matches. We believe this is the most um, equitable way to handle their departure at this point in the season while maintaining even numbers of match wins and being able to accurately calculate tiebreakers. We look forward to working with Handy and to be su- to the successful completion of the league season. 2020-21 league play resumes in January. Kalheim League Weekend. Broadcasting live January 16th through the 17th on twitch.tv slash magic. Yeah, so this is off of, kind of off of the blogatog that you posted. Uh, Emma Handy, very uh, prolific magic creator, uh, writing articles, been parts of broadcasting, uh, hosting, major events uh with like with the likes of cedric phillips uh riley knight and marshall Sutcliffe. i'm pretty sure wasn't she part of the pros that played the last uh command fest yeah yeah she was on uh one of the uh what are they called live tables yeah one of the, the big bro- ones the broadcast tables yep featured there we yeah, go fe- yeah. one of the featured tables in the command uh command fest online three Congratulations. Now, if only we were good enough to be Watsy employees. Watsy doesn't want three schmucks like us. Well, you never know. <sighs> you never know. There'd be so many token makers, and more. M- Lightning Bolt would be in standard if we made it there. I wouldn't make sure that'd be like uh, my first priority getting Lightning Bolt in every set. Because who doesn't love Lightning Bolt? So. Breaking news, Wizards announced three more artists that will get their own secret lair drops. This is brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast. Article written by David McCoy. Four days ago, Wizards of the Coast wasn't kidding when they said the secret lair drop series would focus more on artists in the next few years. 
Today in Weekly MTG, they revealed the names of three artists that are will that will be getting their own artist series drops in the near future. On top of this month's artist series, Sevenkin, as well as artist series Jonas Voss coming next year, and artist series Kaya and Phil Fog- uh, Foglio? Foglio. Foglio. Likely coming in 2022 that were announced last week. Fiona Staples is also getting her own secret lair drop, but it won't be part of the artist series. So four people Ooh. getting in. She's getting her own, though. The three new artists with upcoming artist series drops are Sam Burley, Niels Ham, and Chris Ron. Burley is incredible. Ham's has been complete for the last couple weeks, and Ron just turned his last piece in last night, revealed art director Tom... Jenkok. Jenkok won't say how many more artist series were on the horizon. Uh, quote, I can't say the number exactly because we're still working on some stuff, he said, but it's a bunch of these. So are they just going to do one for everyone? Uh, it seems like it. There's They're going to be highlighting a lot of artists now. That's, that's good. It's a good way to do a secret layer. You know, people were clamoring. They're like the the reviews so far seem very, very good on the Seb McKinnon secret layer drop that's coming. Or, Seb, well, that's the thing though. Seb's kind of done his own secret layers for a couple years though, hasn't he? It seems like every year he does his own version of a secret layer. Uh, he I of mean, his own art. Well, he, what? Yeah, what he's been doing is he's just been doing kickstarters and stuff. And selling yep. his art in playmats, not an actual card or token form. True, but it, this it's technically still a secret layer. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's doing a, his li- thing. It's a limited supply, mm-hmm. and it always looks good. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, it's just all of this is just a way for Seb to monet get money for his uh, film project mm-hmm. that is. Uh, I can't remember the date. I think it's supposed to be debuting twenty twenty two or twenty twenty four. What? He has a film that he's working oh, on. I guess I don't remember. Yeah, date. that's one of the the main reasons why he's been doing the Kickstarters on on his stuff. Makes sense. So back to the article. However, he did bring four sketches to share. These will be in the link down below. Check them out. They are sick. Though he won't reveal the artists of the sketches or what cards they are for, check them out. Please do. Okay, so looking at the first one here, it's a bug with energy on its back. I'm going to bet you that is a Spellskite. Looks like a spider. That is going to be Spellskite. I promise you. Look at this thing here. Uh, For Danny here, I will pull up what Spellskite looks like. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's. Oh yeah, that that is for sure is Spellkite. And then like this is this is the promo version of it. Oh yeah, for sure. Sh- and for then you sure. look at this art. This seems like it's in the same. You know, it's more of a horror picture than artifact. That spell Spellkite is. Yeah. If this is what if this is what a secret layer Spellkite is gonna look like, I might be suckered in enough for it. I am. I'm liking this one. It's a. Uh, Zombie. It looks like a zombie Viking. It does. Ooh, I wonder if this could be like an art series or like art 
of a Keldheim uh, creature. Could be. That hasn't it been spoiled yet. Kind of looks like it would be like a zombie Viking legendary. Because he does have a zombie horde. Some sort of Viking camp uh, captain. There we go. Oh, that is you right there. It's that one. Yes, yeah, you can see the you can see the headpiece. I just yep. typed in Belf. I uh, I went to Scryfall. Typed in creature type dwarf and zombie, because dwarf is like the closest thing that we really have to a Viking at the moment until Vikings come out, and the only dwarf zombie that we have is Belthor the Defiled. And it, it is his his uh, helmet that he is wearing. Yep, that is totally him. So there's going to be a Belthor the Defiled. Secret Lair card. That looks pretty epic, not going to lie. I kind of want that in a playmat. Yeah, it looks way more epic. The art in a playmat. Yeah, and uh, what we're looking at is just sketches, so they're not colored fully in anything. So Yeah, they're just black and white. Uh, This next one here is... It looks like like a human that's beginning to transform. Like, wearing a helmet, and then getting furry. You know, it's... I wouldn't say human. I think more orc. Yeah. Okay. So an orc that is becoming more intent, like more beastly, more beast within. Nah, beast within would be transforming into like a beast that's not orcish. Like, I'm trying to think. What is the uh, berserk? Oh my god! Berserker. This is berserk. This art, I will bet you, is gonna be berserk. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yep. So for it's like sure. he just has a helmet. Yes. Okay. So first off, first one out of these four images, first one we're thinking is Spellskite. Second one is Belfort the Defiled. Third one is Berserk, which is going to be a pr- uh, a card that is needing to be reprinted. People are wanting it. It's twenty bucks. From the vault is thirty five. And those are the only two. Yeah, because it was printed in Conspiracy Take the Tramp. Conspiracy, Take the Crown, and then a From the Vault series. Or way back, Ben, when we had Unlimited, Beta, and Alpha. Yep. So it needs a reprint. I will promise. I can't promise you. I'm going to bet that that's what it is. These are these are our predictions. Yep. And if we're all correct, you all give us $100, right? Is that how it goes? Uh, I, I won't say no. Either would I. <laughs> And then finally, we have a goat holding a demon-looking cat with one eye. That's an antelope. It's an antelope? Yep. It's an antelope holding a cat with one eye. Cyclops cat. That's Harmless Offering. Yep. You know what the art for Harmless Offering looks like? Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. His tail is a snake. Yes, that is Harmless Offering. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. We guessed the first four cards. If you look at his tail, it's a scorpion tail. Oh my god, it is a scorpion tail. We're calling all four of them. Yep. Spellskite for one. Belthor the Defiled for two. Uh, Berserk for three. And Harmless Offering for four. All the art looks good. Links in the description down below. And uh, before we start the next article here, I'm just going to say... Holy crap, now Matt has gotten Danny into his free shit. He's looking at the tail. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're seeing all the, the, the gifts and stuff scroll on by, y'all. Fuck you. 
I guess I wasn't paying attention to any of that. Oh, shit. here, let me scroll up, and that way no, you can see. No, please don't. I this. don't need to see any of it. We got scorpion going on fire there. Can't trust a snake. Look at that. It's the 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 raccoon and the dog from Pocahontas. Yep. Oh shit! Turn around. Yeah, it's goat time. Yeah, I'm it's da- goat time for the next next article, Matt. Next article it is, which is state of game. Yep, we're a little week behind for this because it came out last Tuesday, December 7th. But this is straight from magic.wizards.com. The MTG State of the Game. Changes to the token creation, arena open details, and events to get you into the holiday spirit are arriving later this week on Arena. So they already happened. As 2020 comes to an end, it's time to check out the current State of the Game. So the first... First topic on this is pest control. Listen here, you little buggers. While it's technically possible, you can create 2,147,483,647 creature tokens. Woof. It's a lot of tokens. Yep, till Wrath of God comes out. Some of you can, uh, some of you decided to take the survival rule 782 as a challenge, yes, there's always more scoot bugs. At least until the game state becomes so infested that the only solution is just to burn it all down, also known as an unexpected match complete. Since the release of Zendikar Rising, we have made various improvements to the resolving triggers that number in the hundreds, it's crossed off and then says thousands, but there's always more scoot bugs. This has become problematic, and not just for the not just for the matches, duking it out in a chintious six-armed race. It's a swarm felt across the multiverse. While tabletop play can shortcut this its ways to a bug blowout, our game rules engine needs to resolve every single trigger every single time. Creating that amount of 1-1 green insect creature tokens gets to be quite demanding, and at times has caused enough strain on our servers that the scooting, the scuttling of the scoots was felt even in the neighboring matches. Jesus, that's ridiculous to think about. It's why we ultimately decided to implement some pest control. Starting with December 2020 game update, we will be enforcing a maximum number of tokens allowed on the battlefield at any given time. Each player will be allowed a maximum of 250 tokens on the battlefield at the same time. That's still a lot of tokens. That is. I think a lot of people online as well are pretty okay with this. Uh, at least looking at Magic Twitter, everyone's understandable. Because uh, Moto, Magic Arena or Magic the Gathering Online, also has a token cap. And, you know, a lot of the times, it doesn't, you know, it's not it a thing to reach. worry about. Yeah, it's not a thing to worry about. And this is just them finally putting a cap on it on Arena, which, you know, it's safe. It makes sense, you know. But what if I needed that one more to win? If, in effect, would create a token past this limit, Danny. It instead does not. Mana will be spent. Cards will be tapped. Permanents will remain sacrificed, etc. However, no additional tokens will be created if you are already at the maximum number allowed. So what happens if you are trying to activate something when a token enters? Uh, the token is not created. There's no ETB. So it's like you do the activation to make a token, 
the token doesn't activate. So then, you know, no ETB effects come in because that could get abused as well to up to the uh, 1 billion points all the way downwards and then causing all those triggers and stuff to happen there. What about a death trigger? They don't die. They don't show up. Like you pay the mana. It's like pay three mana, make a token, and you're already at the token count. You pay the three mana, you tap the thing, nothing happens. No triggers get put on the stack after that point. That could wreck some decks. <sighs> Potentially. Well, currently the only deck that it's probably harming and just barely is the scoot decks. Well, yeah, but I mean. Like you got the scoot mutate decks that are probably going to get hit, but they're. Well, if those- they're I was, I was just them trying to ban Scoot Swarm without banning Scoot Swarm. Wizard says here that they decided on 250 per player limit based on match data, as most games will come to a normal and expected match complete before the maximum number is reached. Additionally, if a player does decide to deploy Scoot Siege weapons against their opponent, this number means their Scooting Swarms should not leave their mark on the unresulted, unrelated matches. So like the whole neighboring effect and stuff yeah. in their servers. Uh, we also coordinated this decision with our Magic Esports team to ensure that this limit does not have a meaningful impact on the competitive level play. And it says here, for reference, Magic Online has had a similar token limit for years. So if you feel the crawling need to scoot, swarm, or scuttle to the excess, to the excess, the days and the number of tokens are numbered. That's fine. So... uh just quickly touch this last weekend they had their uh, arena open and they had a cute little video that was out uh to promote it it was very good you know it's done and over with you missed it i know i shared it on facebook and on twitter so if you're following that i think i posted it in the discord as well as the events you did perfect so if you didn't play it sorry bud we got uh, Gargoli in the chat saying that this won't do shit. People will still play the swarms. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, they will. People Two, love the little bug. 250 tokens. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. If, yeah. Unless People. you have a mass, like I said, unless you have like Wrath of God, their decks are just going to keep swarming. Well, let's see. You got uh, Extinction Event. You have Shattered the Skies. You have uh, the Thunderous Wrath. The four mana deal four damage to all creatures. Mm-hmm. So takes out the scoot swarms there because they're all one ones. Unless they're the migrate, not uh, the migratory great horn mutated version of it, then they're three fours, but then they still die to that four damage board yeah. wipe. But it's, yeah, so. it's getting them with the three four, you only have one removal compared to four. Yeah, all the board wipes still hit it. Just hope they don't have haste. Right? <laughs> or indestructible. Next on the state of arena is tis the season for cube draft. Cube draft will be returning not once, but twice. And not just as best of one, but also as best of three. As with the arena open and the Kaladesh remastered traditional draft, we're continuing to explore ways to keep our best of three players from feeling left out in the cold. Both the arena cube and tinkerers cube will be available in traditional best of three formats at the same time and at the same entry price as the best of one counterpart though though we'll follow the three matches regardless of win loss record structure as other traditional drafts so the current cost for these cube drafts are 600 gems or 4,000 gold you get four wins Uh, if you get four win three wins you get 6,000 gold and three IRCs. 
so shaking things up, you'll have to wait and see which cards end up on the naughty list, and you'll have to check twice with standard shakeup returning on December 19th through the 25th, followed by the historic shakeup on December 26th through the 1st. So Arena Cube will be arriving the 12th, so it's going on now to the 20th. And then the Tinker's Cube will be happening in January 15th to January 28th. Uh, one of the other things that they're talking about that's coming in Arena as well is Historic Brawl. Uh, last, as we previously promised in last month's Arena up, uh, State of the Game, most historic, more historic brawl, not most historic brawl, more historic brawl. We'll be starting the new year off with a week-long historic brawl event with no entry fee. Wow, there you go. All you brawl people, you're going to be getting uh, you're gonna be getting some free brawl. From January 2nd to the 8th, you have six days to play. Play as much historic brawl as you want with no entry free fee required. Uh, they'll also be debuting Guilds of Ravnica and Ravnica Allegiance Premier Draft alongside our normal draft of qu- normal rotation of quick drafts. FNM at Home events will continue into the new year, featuring er- formats like Artisan, Omniscience, and Historic Popper. A full schedule of events will be available in our patch notes. And then leaving soon. Uh, one final reminder before we wrap this up, the three Euroland bundles will be leaving the store as part of the December game update. If you haven't picked those up, we don't recommend waiting much longer. So if you're listening to this, you already missed out on those Eurolands. Aw, shucks. Also, the Bob, Rass- Bob Ross codes for the lands, those are ending today or tomorrow. So depending on when you listen to this, you missed it. If you're in the live chat right now on our Discord, you are hearing this, and you have a chance to go in and enter those codes into Arena to get those Bob Ross lands. And then finally, in the cleanup step, the December game update is scheduled for this Thursday, December 10th. So it happened. If you haven't opened up Arena, uh, open it up. There'll be an update for you. Uh, we're setting some bug in. We're setting some bug-inducing boundaries for token creation and matches, and the patch up traditional bugs everywhere else in the game. Key bug fixes include no more giant disappearing text and symbols, and games remaining count. Uh, the game remaining count should display correctly in best of three events. We'll end the year with a variety of events to keep the holiday spirit strong, as we look forward to 2021 and the frozen battlefields of Keldheim. At the very bottom of this article, they have a. A fruitcake monster token that you can get, not a token, a sleeve that you can get in Arena. Doesn't necessarily say how, but you probably go into the store and buy it because Wizards likes to do that. Brought to you by magic.wizards.com. We have an article called Welcome to the Face Melting World of Keldheim. Vikings, gods, myths, legends, and so many beards. Keldheim is coming to f- naughty words melting your mind whole. <laughs> they got it uh, symboled up. Pound sign, asterisk, dollar sign, and ing melting or melt your mind whole are the words quoted. Keldheim is nearly here, and with it comes some of the baddest, most unapologetically awesome creature our characters. Cards and styles magic has ever seen. To introduce 
in- to introduce you to this world, we're hosting Magic's Week of Metal. All this week is a glimpse into the world that will debut January 7th to kick off preview season in full. A preview for a preview? Yeah, what of it? Here's some stuff. They do it all the time. Previews of previews. Announcements of, of announcements. Yeah. I'm going to announce this for an announcement that's going to happen in a couple of weeks for this all the announcement of some previews for a preview for the actual cards that are coming out in eight months. So is this like a Watsy inside joke? Like are they meta them? The, are they meta-ing themselves? Probably. Oh, man. So the Keldheim Week of Metal starts December 15th through the 17th. We have Keldheim Sneak Peek Previews. January 7th, 9 a.m. launch, twitch.tv backslash magic. January 28th, we have Arena and MTGO launch. January 29th through February 4th, we have the pre-release. And lastly, February 5th, we have it available everywhere. Beep. I am so hyped for this. Not gonna lie, they Beep. are really going into the metal. Or or what I should say. Available basically beep everywhere February fifth. <laughs> we should get that beep noise. Well, you just gave us the beep noise. Well, I mean you should find one that actually is beep. You just did the beep again. Anyway. Chris, and I'll clip it and use it everywhere. We're awesome. gonna become family friendly podcasts are we? now. Yeah, with with your inserted beeps now whenever we say fuck. Shit. I'll test it. That's the test point right there for the audio. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, how freaking awesome is Kelheim? Uh, Ask them. As there's pictures that will be posted below in the link of a, looks like a human, well, it's a Viking soldier. Looks like we have a orc soldier. Or maybe they're just different clans of Vikings. Ooh, different clans. Because it looks oh. like because it looks like we have we have the three color light, lightning lightning fire. So we have the the red Vikings. We have the black Vikings that look like Netherworld or swamp guys. We have the lava walker Vikings, which is sweet art. It looks really good. Then we have mages. And he, he, this is just going down through our article. And now we're going to show some pictures of where they live. And this is what they said. They live here. It's <laughs> beeping something else. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to say with that other <laughs> curse word. But anyways, it's, I don't it's, know. it's beeped. It's well, beeped yeah, in the article. Looks like some ruins with snow covered. Uh, looks like a tree of life. Uh, looks like a... Mountain passage with snow and sun glowing. Are we an awesome rainfall or uh, waterfall? And further on, we're going to see and make some pretty badass planeswalkers. You'll be seeing them freaking everywhere <laughs> on some posters. Oh my god! And this is freaking awesome. The Kelheim. It looks like a rock concert, like deathcore rock concert poster. Um, remember the anguished and making arts on the secret layer? Like it's in that art style is what it looks like. It's very good. They have pictures of some of the packaging. 
the collector booster. So this was a thing that was floating around online is uh, a picture of the collector booster. And people are like, is that what the normal boosters are going to look like? And it's not. Those are the collector boosters. They are this metal-looking theme, uh, like metal. Imagine like Megadeth riding with uh, a, a lightning hammer in the background of the booster pack, and that's yep. what it looks like. Basically. And that's the collector booster. Uh, we are getting set boosters back in here as well. Uh, guaranteed foil and art card and all of those. Uh, no confirmation if these set boosters will have cards from another list or the original list unaware or unknown of of that at the moment mm-hmm. yeah it looks like a uh, thor's hammer that the vikings are carrying yeah it's uh the magic version of mjolnir which oh. is going to be exciting because that has to be a card well, yeah they're, they're gonna have to make it. i wonder what they're gonna do it has it has a it has a big name to follow Big shoes to fill. Big hands to fill. You have to be worthy. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have big hands. Uh, Kaya and Til- Tybalt are back and more formidable than ever, but we're also meeting two new planeswalkers, Tyvar Kell and Nico Eris. You can meet both characters today by clicking on their names in this article. And one of them is from Theros. Well, it looks Tyvar like, is yeah. an elf from Keldheim. Yeah. And then Nico Eris is from Theros. So those links to those articles, if you want to read up on the Planeswalkers, are going to be down below for you. But we have rambled on in the news section pretty hard. Man, all the metal and stuff that's coming from Keldheim, I am so hyped for already. Listeners, hey. listeners of the podcast know I'm a metalhead. Kind of one makes me uh, listen to uh, some Michael uh, Viking core. Yeah, Viking dude. Deathcore. Fucking or metalcore. Go, go listen to some Glory Hammer. Get that going. Uh, Alestorm, Alestorm. If you want some good uh, pirate metal, they got the the twangy band or not the twangy banjo, the twangy guitar. Not twangy guitar. Uh, I can't think of the fucking the fucking instrument that they use. That's they got banjo. I don't know. No, it's not banjo. <laughs> or, or if you're not looking for Viking core, go check out the Planeswalkers. Yeah, the band Planeswalker with Sozos Michael and Jason Ashcraft. Yep, yep. Of Helion Prime. I like those bands. We talked about them over the summer. They released a song called "The Forever Serpent." That they did. And I guess, I guess, with that in mind, there may. There, there will be an interview. We're, we're in talks with him right now. We're going to get an interview with the band Planeswalker. That we are. Yeah. So it took a whole ten minutes. Yep. So <laughs> keep, uh, keep your ears to the ground when that episode comes out. Since the news is over, let's talk finances. Matt, who do we use? We use the amazing site MTG Stocks, who every Friday comes out with an amazing article called the weekly winners Mm -hmm. in that article they have three cards three plus cards that they find notable have moved up in price and then at the end of the article they tell us about three plus cards that have moved down in price that they suggest that we should keep an eye out for yep yep before we jump into it like i was saying these articles are written on friday we're recording on monday prices may have changed since then and if they do we will let you know so starting it off we have an interesting card. 
call uh, an interesting card that has moved up in price for no real reason again. We have Jessica, Warrior Adept. It is red, red, two for a 3-1 legendary barbarian that reads. Uh, it's haste, first strike, and has tap Jessica, Warrior Adept, deals one damage to target creature or player. So this moved up back around the time of Aquaria because there's a big pinger EDH deck that was going around, but then it dropped back down to sub $2. Uh, before we talk about the price, it jumped up 130%. It's now sitting at $7.57, but you can still find them for 2 bucks. This is one of those someone trying to... Uh, Buy out? Uh, profit, yeah. Just, just jack up the price so they can sell it for a quick buck. The only reason of this probably is because of Jessica Thrice Reborn in Commander Legends. They're just going off of Vorthosi reasons to have this card move up in price. Yep. So the card has moved up, but if you are if you got them, I mean you could try and sell them. I don't think people are gonna be buying them for seven bucks, because on TCG player you can still buy them for like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Next on the list, we have another commander card, Ankh of Mishra. It is two colorless for an artifact that reads, whenever a land enters the battlefield, Ankh of Mishra deals two damage to that land's controller. This has had a printing in a bunch of sets. Uh, Unlimited, fourth, fifth, beta, alpha, and, you know, the beta alphas unlimited, so those are super expensive. Fifth and fourth edition are and revised are super cheap. Well, you but, got you got third and sixth, too. Yes. Three three through six those printed in. And they're all under $4 card. Yep. And the version we're talking about today is the sixth edition. It has moved up 50%, now sitting at just under $4 as of Friday. But today, it has Decrease a little bit to about $3.20. You can find it everywhere around. But this is, you know, this is the natural move up of a card like this. And the reason why Ankh of Mishra has moved up is because of a Commander Legends card, Yorlock the Scorch Thrash. Uh, we talked about it the last couple weeks. It, it This card has moved several cards on the weekly winners because of the mana burn that it helps. Yeah. Yep. Your lock of Scorched Thrash is one black, red, green for a 4-4 legendary Fiasino Shaman with Vigilance. A player loses unspent mana. A player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. And then it has one tap. Each player adds black, red, green to their mana pool. So having Ankh of Mishra in the Your Lock of Scorched Thrash deck is just kind of like putting your opponent between a rock and a hard place if they don't tap their mana to take damage because your lock decks are doing that and they play a land they're taking more damage it's just really eating away dealing a lot of damage for trying to get the core mechanic of magic out and operational i kind of want to make this deck yeah this seems like a deck that's right up your alley (laughs) (laughs) i'd make it a hug landfall deck Oh my god, you're going to put Rites of Flourishing and things like that where it's like, play those extra lands. Oh, you're not? Because I have these things out? Okay then. But yeah, Ankh of Mishra has moved up in price and it's pretty pretty steadily everywhere. You can find the cheapest one is the 4th edition for that $2.20. The art on the 
the arts on the sixth edition one is looking really good. Mm-hmm. Now, finally, in the weekly winners is probably by far one of my favorite cards of all time. Mindbreak Trap. Blue, blue, two, instant trap. If an opponent casts three or more spells this turn, you may pay zero rather than pay Mindbreak Trap's mana cost. Exile any number of target spells. This one was printed in original Zendikar. This card has moved up 32%, now chilling at $18.50. But as of today, it has dipped back down in price to just under $17. Market price, you can find them for just under $13. And foils $130. Yeah, because it's only had the one printing in Zendikar. So the foils are going to be redonkulous. Yep. But this has moved up in price not because of commander uh, commander play, but because of legacy. So quote from the article, there are currently several decks in top and low tiers of vintage formats that win by playing an ungodly amount of spells, either from your graveyard or by using Golos. And uh, Golos is that five mana legendary creature. When it ETBs, you search for a land, put it into play, and then it has two Wooburg and you exile the top three cards of your library, you may play any amount of them this turn. And so if you play all three of those, that then triggers my break trap to just become a zero mana counterspell. Exile any number of target spells on the stack. So it says here in the article still, why play mind break trap in a format that has force of will and other counterspells to choose from? And if it is so good, why don't we see mind break trap more often in modern? The answer is quite simple, actually. Mindbreak Trap is an option for decks that don't play blue. That's why you see it in the sideboards of Ravager Shops in Vintage and Death and Taxes decks in Legacy. You'll still need a blue card to exile with Force of Will, but Mindbreak Trap's zero mana cost fits into any deck that needs it after sideboarding. The big downside to it is pretty situational, but if you have bad matchups against any combo-like deck, the circumstances occur quite often. Mindbreak Trap is one of the cards that tends to fluctuate in price upon being useful in a metagame. If it is, like right now, it'll go up. If combo-like decks are not the decks to beat, you'll be seeing the price go down. Let's just sideboard that in my mono-red deck. Yeah. Any any deck that's looking to stop a, a combo deck, it's actually not that bad. Let's see. Let's... Uh, thinking of current modern, you have Omnath decks, which, you know, they cast Omnath, and then they have four mana, they cast another spell. Typically, they cast three spells a turn, but you're you're losing out because they're typically starting off with Omnath, and you want to be countering that. Mm-hmm. But countering other things after that's not as bad, I guess. I mean, Mindbreak Trap could be good in modern meta right now. But it's showing, you know, the Legacy and Vintage is where it's at right now. <laughs> but uh the weekly pickups we start off with uh jace the mind sculptor the master 25 edition sitting at 54 dollars and 75 cents for record low and trending down buy this one people who want to play blue decks of any sorts this is one that needs to get bought i think i have this in my binder i think sure you, i do i think you do I think it's the 25th edition one, or Master 25 I have. I will gladly trade that with nope. you. Nope. I am not trading with you, Matt, for any blue spell ever again. Or black. But Danny. Nope. Danny. Nope. <laughs> I am not. Next up, we have Nurturing Peatland, sitting at $7.14 for 
14 cents. Record low and trending down. Uh, Naturing peatland is a land for tap. Pay one life. Add black or green or pay one. Our tap colors. Tap, sacrifice, peatland, draw a card. Location, location, location. Yep. Land cards like this go down. Get them for your collections. They cannot be stressed enough. Yep. And last but not least, we have Rise of the Redeem. Sitting at $9.08, record low and bottoming out. Hybrid green whites for a 1 1 elf warrior. Uh, with the abilities of tap two colors, tap hybrid green white, tap, put a 1 1 green white, green and white elf warrior creature token into play. Also has a four colors, hybrid green white, hybrid green white, tap. For each creature token you control, put a token into play that's a copy of that creature. Oh my god. I need this card. Uh, one of our friends, Brandon, he had a he has a Risk the Redeem deck. Does he? Yeah. It's been a while since you played against it, clearly. Yeah, it, well, it's been a while since I've seen his face. Very true. But this is a powerful token commander. And the fact that it's only one mana, so like you could just keep casting this thing back. Oh, yeah, for sure. The commander tax means little to nothing. Yep. And that will end our magic financing of the week. So if you're looking to pick up any of these cards whatsoever, or just any other cards that you have that you're like, this is too expensive, I want to wait a little bit for it to move down in price, or if you have a card that's like, I know this is going to be good, yep. I want to sell it at the most opportune time. Exactly. What tool can we use, Danny? TCG Sniper. That is right. TCG Sniper. They are an amazing website that you make an account, you enter in some cards that you want to see, be notified of when prices move up or move down on them. You will get a notification, and then you click the link, you buy it, or you can sell it on that, depending on if you choose a card moving up in price or a card moving down. You know what? I don't have... I can take I can take one of my cards off, TG Sniper. Ooh, which one's that? Parallel Lives. Yeah. Uh, right now, TCG Sniper is having a deal that if you sign up and you mention that the guys over, us, us guys, over at This Week in MTG sent you, they will give you three months of their plus plan for free. And if I'm not mistaken, I think their plus pr- plan, it's not like, it's not expensive. Their plus pr- plan is, oh man, I should probably check on this. I'm pretty sure it's $4.99 a month. And I which, couldn't tell you. I'm and sorry. what you get with the plus plan is you get 50 cards that you can add in. On the base plan, you get five, three or five. And on the plus plan, you get 50 cards that you can enter in. And you can get text notifications on the plus plan. Or, or uh, not or, and you can get Discord notifications. Right now, I got my uh, TCG Sniper Discord notifications in this week in MTG Discord. So whenever a card that I have on my list moves down in price, you guys can see it there. Long-term plans was my recent one that I put up. I got a foil one for 16 bucks. Nice. Foils typically go for 30. It should be coming in the mail tomorrow or Wednesday. I got to double check. But go check out TCG Sniper. Tell them that we sent you. Get three months of their plus uh, plus membership for free. It's worth a try. You have nothing to lose. You will not be disappointed. 
Just added another one to it. There you go. Yep. Looking for a doubling season for 20 bucks. It's a good chance that'll move down. It's in Double Masters. Double Master prices are starting to downtick. Speaking of Double Masters, we'll just leave this part in the podcast as well because we need to get Lockheed back on here to actually talk about Double Master prices. That we do. <laughs> that we do. Lockheed, if you're listening to this episode, I'll be hitting you up shortly. Unless he forgets. And then you hit him up. <laughs> just not by email. So after that, let's talk about Deck of the Week. We're trying some new stuff here with Deck of the Week. Last week, we read one of JB's decks, which was his Abzan Sacrifice Persist deck. Yep, yep. And this week, we're going to read one of my decks. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, it definitely can use some work, but I've played it. It is super fun to play, and I will tell you about it right now. We no, have an Is It As Foretold style deck. Now you're asking yourself, what is that? Is it? It's blue-red. But the As Foretold, the main piece of this deck is an enchantment called As Foretold, which reads, two blue enchantments. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a time counter on As Foretold. Once each turn, you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for a spell you cast with convert a mana cost X or less, where X is the number of time counters on As Foretold. So you get free spells when you have this thing in play. It is really nice. So the uh, rough shell of this is a control deck where you're trying to drop as foretold and then grind out to a later game where you can counter spells, drop some big beaters, which we'll cover here in a second, and win the game that way. So the cards in this deck are, we have three Narset Parter of Veils, blue blue one, five loyalty legendary planeswalker Narset, each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Minus two loyalty. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library in a random order. Got three of those. In the creature section, we have two Brazen Borrowers. Blue, blue, one. Very rogue. Flash flying. Brazen Borrower can block only creatures with flying. And then it has an adventure of petty theft blue one instant return target non-land permanent to an opponent's hand an opponent controls to its owner's hand we got two of those we have three dreadhorde arcanists probably one of my most favorite cards and probably a card that danny can appreciate a little bit as well uh, he's he's all right it is red one one three zombie wizard with trample Whenever Dreadhorde Arcanist attacks, you may cast target instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost less than or equal to Dreadhorde Arcanist's power from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Next, I'm going to talk about the instant spells. We have two cryptic commands in here. Blue, 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 one. Choose two, instant speed. Counter target spell. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Tap all creatures your opponent's control or draw a card. You can choose two of those options. Next in the instance, we have Electrodominance. Probably, this 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 is like top five pet cards. Easily top five pet cards of mine. Red Red X instant. Electrodominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. In here, we're actually supposed to have two Archmage's Charm. 
and Archmage's charm is blue, 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 instant, choose one, counter target spell. Target player draws two cards. Gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. This card is so good. It got printed in Modern Horizons, and it is... In any Izzet deck that can cast Cryptic Command, you're going to be wanting uh, Archmage's Charm. Stealing Aether Vials or Death Shadows, or in JB's case, he plays 8 Rack on occasions. I can steal his Shrieking Affliction or the Rack and be dealing damage to him that way. That feels good. But before I digress too far, uh, we have 4 Lightning Bolts, single red, deal 3 damage to any target. And then we have three remands, blue, one, instant, counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, put it into its owner's hand instead of into its player's graveyard, and then you draw a card. So with As Retold and uh, Electrodominance, you're probably wondering, it's like, casting these spells, it's going to take some time to be building up those time counters. What are you going to be casting? Yeah, dear listener, this is where the deck gets very spicy. We have in the sorcery section... Four Ancestral Visions, which is a zero-cast sorcery, which only has an ability of suspend for a single blue, suspend four for blue. So suspend is rather than cast this card from your hand, pay blue, and exile it with four time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter. When the last time counter is removed, cast it without paying its mana cost. And then Ancestral Visions is target player draws three cards. So it's a, th- it's a zero mana spell that draws three cards. If you have As Foretold out and it has no counters, you can cast Ancestral Vision from your hand and just draw three cards. So essentially, in a turn where you cast As Foretold and cast Ancestral Visions out, it's like you get As Foretold plus three cards. It's really good. Other cards we have in here are three Crashing Footfalls, which has the same suspend for, but for a green. So rather than uh, cast this card from your hand, you pay a green, exile it with four time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter. When the last one is removed, cast it without paying its mana cost. Crashing Footfalls reads, create two 4-4 green rhino creature tokens with trample. Same situation with As Foretold out. If you have As Foretold, Crashing Footfalls is just a free spell that gets you 8 power of trample on the board. And now finally, the most spicy piece I think to this deck, which is makes this an As Foretold variant that's probably a couple tiers lower down than your typical uh, Gargadon, Greater Gargadon, and Balance Electrodominant style deck, is Wheel of Fate. Suspend 4 for red 1 has the same thing of rather than cast this card from your hand, pay red 1, and then exile it with 4 time counters. Beginner yard keep, remove 1, and then when the last one is removed, you cast it without paying its mana cost. Each player discards his or her hand and then draws 7 cards. There's 3 of these, and what makes this good is because of that Narset Parter of Veils in the beginning. So you cast this off of a As Foretold, with a Narset out, your opponent discards their hand, and they only draw one card, but you get a full seven. The card advantage there alone is so significant, and it just is really fun to me as a Nekusar EDH player. Danny is shaking his head at that comment. <laughs> but, 
to cast these spells, not only do we have electrodominance to be casting them with, but or as we're told to be casting them with, electrodominance also does as well. If you pay red, red, and the X is zero, you can cast ancestral visions, crashing footfalls, and wheel of fate without paying their mana cost. So it's two mana to draw three cards, or two mana to get two four four creatures with trample on the battlefield, or two mana to wheel your opponent, wheel yourselves. This deck is by far my pet deck. It has evolved so much for a long time. But the the synergies that this deck has is very fun. It's it's an interesting brain teaser of a deck. Um, now, in the land section, what we have are two Cascade Bluffs, uh, which is a filter land of you pay blue or red, tap it, and then you add blue, blue, red, blue, or red, red to your mana pool. Castle Vantress, land, it enters tapped unless you control an island. It can tap for blue, or you pay two, blue, blue, tap, and then you scry two cards. And we're going to have uh, Gaia Reach Sanitarium in here, which is a legendary land that you pay two and tap it, and each opponent discards a card, draws a card, and then discards a card. And it also taps for colorless mana. This, with Narset, also gets you the Gaia Reach lock with Narset, which... Very nice as well. You wipe your opponent's hand, and you just stop them from ever drawing cards again. There are three Mystic Sanctuaries in this deck as well. They enter the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other islands, and when it enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. So we also have the uh, Cryptic Command lock with Mystic Sanctuary here, which is super important. And... A one wandering funeral. I have a thing for creature lands. Lands that can turn into creatures that can block or beat and stuff like that. Wandering funeral enters tapped. It can add blue or red, and then you pay two blue red, and then it becomes a one four blue and red elemental creature with zero. Switch this creature's power and toughness until the end of turn. It's still a land. Yeah, land creatures in a control deck, it's it's just something I like a lot, and I just want to test out Wandering Fumeral. Uh, the last spicy land in here is a Teleria West. It enters tapped, it taps to add blue, and then has Transmute for blue, blue, one. And Transmute is, discard this card, search your library for a card with converted mana cost zero. Reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle your library, play this only as a sorcery. Uh, Teleria West lets you tutor out for your Ancestral Visions, your Crashing Footfalls, or your Wheel of Fate. All of those cards are zero CMC, so Teleria West can find them, and that is super important. Uh, turn six or whatever, and it's like, I really need some creatures here, or I need a wheel. Teleria West, boom, you have it. I did also forget to mention, in the creature section, after Dreadhorde Arcanist, we have a single Stormwing Entity, which is blue-blue three for a 3-3 three, three elemental, and this spell costs two and a blue less to cast if you cast an instant or sorcery spell before it. It's a flying prowess, and when it ETBs, you scry too. So if you have this out, and you're just casting these spells for free off of As Foretold, or if you want to get Stormwing Entity for two mana after you have an As Foretold out on the battlefield, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> Everything like pairs up nice, but there's there's just this little thing that's missing from this deck to just like wrap it all together. I've played many games with it so far. It does a good job. I'm pretty sure I'm just under the 50% win, win mark for it. But this is my deck. 
it is kind of expensive, which is unfortunate. Though I have been uh, building it for a long time, so it took me it took me a while to get these pieces. But some of these pieces I had for a while. Um, but the price can get reduced pretty significantly, of course, by fetch lands. So the price of the deck is six hundred dollars, six hundred forty-three dollars, and this is including sideboard. Uh, without the sideboard, you would be saving a uh, hundred dollars already. So that'd be five fifty, and then taking off the fetch lands, you'd be t- saving another two fifty. So you'd be around three hundred dollars for this deck. It's not bad, not bad for a deck. It's super fun. I'll post the links in the description down below. You got something to say, Danny? Nope. Nothing that's PG-13. <laughs> Other than I apparently need uh, another Skewer of the Critics for my burn deck. Oh, good old Skewer of the Critics. Because I just did a update on Moxfield, and uh, I was short a card. Uh-oh. I probably have another one in another deck. It's just... Magic folk, stick around. Since we're kind of doing this, uh, we each read one of our decks for deck of the week. Next week is going to be Danny's deck. Also be a budget deck. Yeah. Because I'm cheap. Yeah, JB is pretty, he's like cheap plus I'm on the expensive end. Danny is budget. He's budget plus. Not cheap plus, but budget plus. budget modern. Let's just say that. But it's, it's still good. So next week, be looking forward to that. I bring a lot of fire to the battlefield. He does. The magic folk, you've made it to the end of episode number 67 of This Week in MTG. Yay! Thank you for being legendary folks and sitting with us throughout this whole time. Now, some closing end reads here for y'all. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We post articles, make comments, and just are becoming a notable... Working on our social media skills. We're working on our social media skills. Uh, we post news that we don't talk about in the Discord. So if you haven't joined the Discord, come join the Discord. We have a spe- specific section where we post articles and stuff. Um, it's a very fun community. We have people that want to play Magic here as well. You have the live chat. You can watch or listen to us as we record this podcast live. Come harass us. We appreciate it a lot. There is a lot of tank memes, and uh, there was furry memes earlier. So come come be part of that. You just scared away everyone. <laughs> I'll cut out the furry parts. Yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, or feedback of any kind, you can hit us up on the Discord, the Facebook, or Twitter. But you can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Sudden replies are not guaranteed. They are guaranteed. I am better at that. They just give me shit. <laughs> Don't be deterred by Danny saying that. Just tweet us. We'll get to you instantly. We appreciate your feedback of any kind. I put a note here. We are striving to be your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering please let us know what we're doing wrong or what we could do better. Also, send some love towards our fabulous sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. We told you about the magic products that they have. We forgot to tell you at the beginning of the podcast, I will add something in after this about our giveaway that we're going on. We have a winner of week two of our J-Dub's 
uh, giveaway. Christmas giveaway. Yeah, our December Christmas giveaway. So that means week three is now starting. Links will be in the description down below to enter into that. You have a very good chance. We're a small podcast. You enter in on this, your chances of winning are way better than like if you deal with any giveaway with like EDH rec or with the command zone or any of those other big guys. You have greater than 1% chance of winning on our podcast. You do. So the thing that you're winning here is... Our final Zendikar Rising Gift Edition bundle. It's all foily. Generously given to us by J-Dubs. J-Dubs told me, we want you to promote J-Dubs. Have a box. No, have two. No, have three. Have three different weeks of giving away boxes to your listeners. And we said yes. And we're doing that. Links in the description down below to enter in. Follow the rules that are things to do to enter you in you'll get entered in so uh pat two one week two week number two is won by meg.ds meg.ds you have won we will send you an email but if you're listening to this episode if you contact us either way you will you'll you'll get the email before you hear this episode (laughs) i'll be honest but contact us I would love to send this box to you right away. There's a collector booster in here. You could get a Zendikar beautiful, I can't think of like what the best thing in a collector booster from Zendikar is off the top of my head at the moment, but you could get that. (laughs) Whatever it is, you could possibly get it for free. I am sending you an email, reply back with your address name, and I will send this out ASAP. And with that, actually... We're going to do our final call for the week one winner because they haven't replied back to us yet. If the week one winner does not reply back to us after another week, we are going to re-roll and get a new winner for week one, which is really surprising. I would have thought that a person, like we emailed them twice and we called them out on the podcast. Yep. And now here we are again calling you out. Week one winner, winner, Crushed Aria crushed aria hit us up i'll send you another email as well we got three boxes we don't want these boxes we want you guys to have these boxes hit us up let's send them away or or if you want we could shuffle pick and rip for you (laughs) oh my god no we can't do that i'm just saying that's an option they will find a home with our listeners But I'm just saying. (laughs) Those in the chat, go enter in on this next one. When I put this link live, you won't be disappointed. I promise you. Can't argue with free. No, you can't. This is a $50 value. These boxes are worth 50 bucks. Exactly. Like, you can get it. And you can open it yourself. Or if you're a person that just wants to like a free gift to give away to a friend because Mm -hmm. it's like, I forgot about a gift. I'm very good at sending uh, expedited packages that'll get to you in like three days, five days. It'll be before Christmas when you get this one. Yep. And if you live in Fargo, if you live in Fargo, you hit me up. Maybe we can work out a thing where I drop it off at your door, socially distanced, and then you get it right away. But Danny... We have rambled on enough about this giveaway at the end, and I got to plug it at the beginning because we completely forgot about it because you you always got to plug at the beginning and the end of your giveaways. Or we do something special and just not do it at the beginning. 
and now we're doing it at the beginning. That just won't work for you, bro. That's fine by me. Anything else? Uh, Did I miss anything? Did I cross my T's and dot my I's? Um, I believe so. Ooh, one last thing. Apparently you didn't. I, I didn't. Th- this, this one wasn't written down because we were trying something. We're trying to live stream stuff. JB tried uh, some Modern League. He did his Modern League uh, with Boggles this last weekend. Those in the Discord got a notification about that. He got wrecked. He did get wrecked. Uh, we haven't been posting on Facebook or Twitter on that. It's, we're still in the test stages of trying to stream appropriately and not get you know messed up with copyright claims. Someone didn't listen to me when he called me. Well, I thought Monster Cat was copyright free. Apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> Apparently, I was wrong. But yeah, keep an eye out. Another reason to join the Discord. Yep. But Because then we can actually have a live conversation while playing Very with true. our viewers. And we love all y'all. Thank you for listening to us each week. We are three schmucks in a room with well, microphones. Two schmucks in well, a room. now. JB's in spirit. He is a uh, spirit mantle boggle right now. Enchanted with all kinds of enchantments. Still can't reach the top shelf. Nope. Nope. I'm pretty sure Elf on the Shelf does a better job at reaching the shelves than he does. Because they're actually on the shelf. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> a little more agile than uh, JB. And JB won't be listening to the end of this podcast, so he won't hear us ripping on him. And I think Elf on the Shelf is a lot older than JB, too. Oh, and that says something. Because he's ancient. JB is just ancient now. Basically. <laughs> A third of able dump life. Thank you for listening to this week in MTG. We will catch you guys next week. See ya. I did something. Let me do it. You got it.